birthday. Welcome, welcome, welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. And uh, as you guys know, one of the uh, segments that we do, one of the shows that we do is called Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. And Pillow Talk is where I get together with my wife, Dr. Alicia. And we uh, sometimes we usually lay against our pillows. But today we can't do that because I'm all the way in Iceland and she is in uh, in Chicago. However, uh, we wanted to get together on a, on a uh, on a quick conversation and talk about this um, really interesting video we saw of a poor guy who got stood up on a date. And uh, and I figured as a relationship therapist, Dr. Alicia, you might have something to say about that. Also, there's kind of a love and money conversation that could be had. Uh, you know, my, my doctorate's in finance, so we like to sort of blend the two and try to gain deeper understanding. And so if you like intelligent conversations and you like to have fun, uh, then Pillow Talk is the place for you. So without further ado, I'd like to ask my lovely wife across the sea. How are you doing today, babe? I am so zen right now. <laughs> zen, okay, okay. I feel so zen. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling extra zen. I'm feeling zenned up myself. Feeling pretty zenned out. You know, you know what it is. I, I, I um, I, I'll tell you what. Iceland is really beautiful, and uh, and I'm really enjoying that part. And uh, you know, and getting a chance to uh, see a part of the world I never thought I'd see before. And uh, so that's been pretty interesting. And uh, by the way, Latarsha says she loves your hair. Shout out what city you're from. Let us know what city you guys are from. Thank you. Oh, look at Latarsha's hair. It looks like mine. Latarsha, you, you look good too, girl. We yeah, got we're twinning, twinning today. <laughs> Latarsha, what? Uh, Latarsha is also B1 all day, every day. Uh, this is all right. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, let's see. Edward Thomas is out of El Paso, Texas. Uh, L Hodge, my man, Doc A and Doc B, uh, Randall Wilson, I see you. Uh, no reparations, no vote, says B1. Absolutely no rep. I do. You ain't getting my vote without reparations. That's for dang sure. So anyway, uh, as you come in, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, uh, subscribe, uh, and uh, and also hit the notification bell. That's very important because, unfortunately, black channels get shadow banned, and we talked about that. So it's really important that you hit the notification bell if you like this kind of content uh, so that way we can get through to you and connect with you. Uh, and so I'm going to shout out a few more names. I'm going to jump to the lecture at hand. I'm going to let you do a lot of the talking in the beginning, babe, because I like to hear what you have to say about this. Uh, Patricia Mitchell's out of Kansas City. Go Chiefs. Yes, Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback. Uh, and Mr. Tibbs, greetings to you too. James Keller out of Philadelphia. Good to see you. Hello, Angela Sanders out of D.C. Uh, let's see. I see Clifford Tisdale, North, Greensboro, North Carolina. Queen Jet Black. Hello. Uh, Denzel Gatewood, pocket watching LMAO. <laughs> uh, don't be watching pockets. Watch your own pockets, man. You got to watch your own pockets, brother. Uh, Dr. Vibe, my man out of Toronto. Good to see you, brother. And uh, also, uh, don't forget this podcast is also on Spotify. So if you have Spotify on your phone, uh, down just go ahead and look for my name, Boyce Watkins, and you will find our content on Spotify too. All right, babe. So uh, so let's let me ask y'all a question before we play this video. Did any anybody else see the video of the poor brother who got stood up on a date? Give me a yes or no in the chat. Give me a yes or no if you um, saw the video of the poor brother who <sighs> put out this. It was on uh, Shade Room and then a bunch of other places and. And he'd been stood up on a date and he was really sad. He was looking to the Internet for answers and solutions. And uh, and so give me a yes or no. While you all answer that question, I'll answer a question. Latarsha says, I want to set up a session. Uh, well, actually, uh, Dr. Alicia does see clients on an individual and uh, family basis. So if you got a crazy family, well, not crazy. We don't we can't use that word. If you have a family that's difficult or a marriage that's difficult, then Dr. Alicia can help you. Also, if you are uh, trying to just become a better person, um, I recommend therapy because I have a therapist and I love talking to my therapist and I married one. And so uh, feel free to go to coaching with All right. So uh, what do you 
Uh, did anybody see this video? I see a couple of no's. Okay, Patricia Mitchell says, I saw the video. Latarsha says, no. Mr. Tibbs says, no. Edwin says, he's out of New Jersey. B1, good to you. Uh, good for you, brother. Uh, God bless you. Uh, no representations, no votes, says, are the doc, are the PhD at the ABNC medical doctors? There will be some medical doctors there, but not every PhD there is a medical doctor. So uh, the All Black National Convention does happen October 20th. You can go to allblacknationalconvention.com. All right, so I'm going to play this video, and I need y'all to give me a yes in the chat. If you can hear the audio, sometimes when we play stuff, the audio doesn't come through the way we want. So I'm going to play this video. So as soon as you hear it, give me just give me a quick yes to let me know we're cool with the audio and that you can hear what the brother's saying. So and we're going to play this um, and analyze this. We're not just going to talk about the gossipy side of it. Uh, they will leave that to the other outlets. We're actually going to talk to a therapist. Uh, a relationship therapist and uh, kind of get a perspective. Also, we want to get some gender balance here. You know, I, I'll give you know my perspective as a man. Dr. Alicia has been a woman her whole entire life. She didn't. She never switched her gender, uh, and uh, she's got all the courage to prove it. And so we're uh, so we're just going to kind of give you that balanced perspective. So I hope that's okay. All right. So here we go. You ready for the video? All right. Here we go. Now, uh, let me know if you can hear. Give me a yes or no. So I just left the restaurant after waiting thirty minutes for a day to show up, and apparently I got stood up. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm trying to do everything right to be a gentleman. I brought flowers. I've been consistent talking with this girl for two weeks, trying to get to know what she likes, what she doesn't like. I made plans. I picked the restaurant, the day and the time. You know, I've done everything to be just the kind of guy that would value somebody's time. Like, I just, I'm just looking for my person. I'm just looking for the one that I guess he's out there for me. I mean, I want to be somebody's husband someday, father. I'm trying to do everything that's right and I just get stood up. Like my feelings didn't even matter. Sitting there eating a meal by myself and realizing that nobody even cares about people anymore. Like Ellie and dating shouldn't even be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard to find somebody. It shouldn't be this difficult to fall in love, to be to kind one another. Like, what, ladies, tell me, what did I do wrong? I'm, I'm gonna say, describe in one word, everybody in the chat, describe in one word how you felt when you saw the video. I'm going to give my word and then I'm going to let my wife give uh, her words multiple, plural. I'm going to give my word singular. My word is sad. I felt I felt bad for I felt really sad for him. I don't know if anybody else felt sad for this brother. I, I feel I feel very sad for him. What 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 did you think, babe? What did you see? My word um, is rejection. It's the most. It's, I think it's the worst feeling in the world to be rejected. So that's my word for the for what he's going through. He seemed emotional, like he mm -hmm. had his hopes up high, and his response to that is to take out his phone and record his very embarrassing moment and made himself vulnerable and posted it. Wow. Wow, okay, so let's look. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> do that. <laughs> let, let's look at some of the other words here. Um, oof, ooh, y'all, y'all are tough. What they write? Uh, let's see, Lo Lovey says hurt, which, which yeah, sounds like he... accurate. Um, let's see. Latarsha says desperate. <laughs> uh, let's see. Fell right says pity party. <clears throat> Elhai says soft. 
Uh, Goddaughter says, likewise. Mr. Tibbs says, unsurprised. Uh, Tara says, sad. Eric says, fake. I thought about that, Eric. I really did. I, I wondered if it was fake. Um, let's see here. This is a long Unique says, this sucks when people hurting. This sucks when people suck. Dating is super hard these days. There aren't a lot of genuine people. Most are takers. Nikki Guy says, laughing. Um, woof. Oh. Man, it's it's kind of okay. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's no joke to be wait like funny. That. Yeah, you thought, you thought it was funny. It it was a little funny, like how he was like kind of breaking down a little bit, and you know how he <laughs> just how he his his manner. I don't know if anyone else noticed, but he just seems to be a very unique person. There's something about mm. his mannerisms where he seems to be, you know, kind of. Maybe a little gay. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say gay, cause what did he say? I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna. Say, I'm say not saying. How about how about how about we say feminine? Feminine. I, did anybody else pick up that a little bit? I, I hate saying he, it like that. He seemed a little. Um, you know, I think sometimes you know having good social skills is important, and self awareness is important. Okay. So yeah. I mean, it just seems like. Uh, it, he didn't seem. I don't know. He said he sat there and ate ate the food by himself. Poor thing. So I feel I feel kind of sorry for him. And um, it's got to be awful to be empathetic. It's got to be awful. Um, he may suffer from some things. Yeah, unique is like he may have like some isms. We don't know, but it looks like there's something kind of awkward in his speech patterns, you know, but, you know, I think everybody deserves love and everybody's looking for love. So it was really, it was really kind of sad to see that. And when, when men have experiences like that and it, it's, oh, surprising was another word that came to my mind because you always hear women say, oh, Dr. Alicia, when you're going to do speed dating, I want to get me a man. And all the women who reach out to me looking for a single man. And then you see a video like that and you just feel like, oh, my God, here it is. It looks like a really good man for somebody. And he's getting stood up. Like, what happened? So it just it makes me feel like I hope he's not too jaded and I hope he can trust himself again and and trust that you know love is possible so mm -hmm. i mean i hope he doesn't walk away feeling hopeless that it's just never going to happen for him so those are my initial thoughts okay well, well uh everybody in case you just turned tuned in uh you're watching pillow talk with dr boyce and dr alicia watkins my name is dr boyce watkins and uh i'm speaking with my lovely wife dr alicia watkins and we're talking about this video of a brother who uh, laid his heart out there for the public to see. Uh, he got stood up on a date and um, his heart was kind of broken and he kind of shared that publicly. And uh, so if you could do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And also uh, if you want to know more about what Dr. Alicia does, uh, she's a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. Uh, if you'd like to see uh, what she does, generally speaking, just go to coachingwithdralicia.com. Also uh, this podcast is on Spotify and, uh, and I'll put the link also to her wellness retreat, which is going to happen August 5th. It's, it's digital. It's digital and 60% uh, off for anybody that's on our platform. So feel free oh. to take a look at DrAliciaWellness.com. So so I'm going to jump in. I took notes. I took notes because I want to really understand uh, different perspectives. I saw what I saw was very deep. 
what I saw was the I, you know, it may I don't know if it's because I tend to think about things heavily and I see things, I see five or six different angles at once. So I try not to overwhelm anybody with all the different thoughts that were going through my head. Um, but the first thought that came to mind is is I think that in terms of giving him grace, I want to ask everybody, can you give me an honest reflection real quick, everybody? Let's let's be real honest for a minute. Can anybody admit that there was maybe some time in your life where you felt this way? Can anybody admit right now publicly, you know, and I think it takes strength to do this. Can you admit that there was some point where uh, your heart got broken, you got disappointed, uh, you felt abandoned, your feelings were hurt, um, you know, and, and, and you were just, you know, feeling sad, like there's nobody for me, nobody will ever love me. I don't know if anybody's ever felt this way. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and admit, I'm going to be the first one, I'm going to step out there first and say, I have felt that way. You know, now maybe everybody didn't go through that, right? That's part of my trauma, my drama, my experience. Everybody has, uh, you know, their cross to bear, their pain, their experience. One of my pains growing up was feeling unloved. I did not feel loved by anyone. That's why I have that's why I have a heart for children, because I understand what a child feels like when they're not loved. And so what I did in my journey was I chose I made the conscious decision in manhood to turn my pain into a superpower. And my superpower is that I've been able to be there for lots of people because I can feel what they're going through. I, be I became an empath because I went through that. Right. So when I hear this brother going through his pain, I'm right there with him. I feel it. I connect to it. I understand it. I, I you know, so there's a part of me before we get to really being honest and critical, like because honesty requires the whole conversation, not just a piece of it. I'm going to start there and say, man, I understand, brother. You know, I, I think um, dating is hard. Uh, it's confusing, especially when you're young, you're in your 20s. Uh, he looked very, very young. Uh, and so there's there's that challenge. Now, now then what I do is I step into my role as a 52 year old man. Uh, I, I have OG status uh, and uh, and I and I, I look at him and I say, uh, I wonder if he has that male role model or that father figure or that older man that can help him understand some very basic things about life and about women. Uh, the first thing is uh, he used that term finding your person. Finding your person. I think that's a real that that's a really deep statement to me because that's what dating is. You know, it, every person ain't your person. Right. And so when somebody rejects you, that doesn't mean that you are uh, worthless or there's something wrong with you. It just means that's not your person. Uh, and I, the way I explained it to my baby brother when he was learning about girls and I was talking to him, I talked to my brother a lot. We would just sit on the phone for hours and I would tell him everything I knew because I wanted him to be prepared with information. And I would say, look, it's like if you go to a car lot and there's a red Mercedes and a green Mercedes and red is your favorite color, that does not mean that the green Mercedes is an ugly car. It just means that uh, that that red is is the color that that person preferred. And there's somebody out there that wants a green Mercedes now. And so 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 generally speaking. Um, you know, I think that rejection has to be contextualized to just understand that maybe you're just not in the right place. You know, that's that's really not your person. So so the next logical step at this point, you know, is is to find your person. Right. And 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 you cannot find your person if you are spending all your time mourning the fact that you didn't get the person who wasn't your person anyway. Do you all understand what I'm saying? That person ain't your person. So now it's like, okay, let's get to step and let's get to digging. Let's take this pain I'm feeling, this sadness, and let's move past it as soon as we can. Let's process it, feel it, accept it, and then move beyond it and use that energy to go really find your person. Because when you find your person, you're going to appreciate them that much more because you had to kiss a couple frogs to get to your princess or your prince. 
Um, and so that's the part of me that evolved through life, right? Maybe when I was 25, that part of me wasn't there, but this is the part of me that's there, that's there later. There are so many fish in the sea. I'm going to stop talking and allow my wife to jump in and take over here because I, I want to ask you a question, babe. If you were his therapist, if he came in and he said, you know, I did this video, I was really sad um, because I got stood up on this date. I feel so rejected. I feel terrible right now. Um, would you, first of all, is it, would it be crazy for me to wonder about his mental health in terms of whether or not, like it sounded very dark. I think Eric Williams used the word dark. It did feel very dark. Like, like, like if he, you know, wanted to delete himself, like, it, you know what I mean? It came off very like, whoa, are you okay? Like, I don't know. Am I making this up or what, what are your thoughts there as a therapist? First of all, I would try to work with him and find out if he has a good support system people around him who care about him, who know him, who see him. He strikes me as somebody who seems to be quite lonely. And I would work on uh, feelings of loneliness first before you start diving into finding your person and all of that, right? And taking out your pain on projecting it and latching on to other things. I would really work on trying to get him a good support system because to do a video like that and to post it, he didn't have anybody to talk to about it, you know? And um, so I would, that was to be the first thing I would do. The second thing I would do is to process with him what red flags did he miss? Because people, you know how, what did uh, Oprah Winfrey and Maya Angelou used to say, when people tell you who they are, believe them, right? So that person who he needed to have a date, thought he was having a date with, I'm sure at some point they were telling him who they were. And I would process with him how, what signs, signals, red flags did you need to pick up on that you didn't? And if I ever run across somebody who has a history of feeling unloved, I would first work on increasing that person's uh, self-esteem and increasing and, and dealing with that person's insecurities. Because if you don't, if you go forward in life feeling unloved and having those insecurities, then you go forward in life in suffering. Because you know you you can't choose the fact that you're going to experience pain in your life, but you do choose how you deal with it. And a lot of people are suffering, and some people, instead of dealing with their pain, they tend to work out their issues with other people, and they suffer in the long run. So, if as a psychotherapist, those would be the main things I would work with him on. And at the end of our work together, I would focus on trying to empower him so that he can be able to connect with himself so that he can be able to navigate when other people are lying to him, deceiving him. You know, a lot of us as women, we, we're good at introspection, right? We're good at thinking about things and we have very good intuition, but guess what? All of us have intuition and we need to develop that. And in order to develop that, we have to go forward in life confident and who and what we are so that we don't get taken advantage of by being desperate. 
I'm desperate for somebody. And someone mentioned the word desperate and definitely that was kind of coming through. What's going on with him that he feels unloved and he has these insecurities and can't navigate relationships very well because not everybody's been stood up. There's some people who have and there's some people who isn't. I'm not blaming the victim, but I'm saying when you're a victim in that, you have to kind of look at that and learn from it so that you could figure people out better in the long run. Mm. Uh, everybody, yeah. if, you just, if you just tuned in, uh, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. And uh, Dr. Alicia is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. My PhD is in finance. And on Pillow Talk, we like to have intelligent and fun conversations about mm -hmm. a lot of issues, uh, even things that are happening in our community. We just like to elevate the conversation and talk about the real issue and not just the gossipy side. If you could do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, uh, make sure you subscribe. Hit that notification bell, really important, so that you'll be notified when we go live uh, because chan channels get blocked and banned, and then you don't hear from us, and you don't think we're doing anything, but we're doing stuff all the time every day. And also, Dr. Alicia was instrumental in helping us create the first ever Black financial therapy department in the Black Business School, where we are uncovering the psychological barriers to building Black wealth, because wealth is very much a money mindset issue. And uh, and so we've done uh, master classes together on love and money-related topics, more so from a science-based perspective. Uh, so if you'd like to just take a look at any of that, that's stuff. Um, my website is boycewatkins.com and uh, Dr. Alicia's website is coachingwithdralicia.com. So feel free to go take a look at that. Uh, so let me, um, as you hit the thumbs up button, let me kind of, uh, let's re-up this video again. Let's play it one more time for those who just came in uh, so you can see it. And then also I have a couple of thoughts I want to share on it. So uh, let's play this uh, now. Uh, here is what the brother had to say. So I just left the restaurant after waiting 30 minutes for a day to show up. And apparently I got stood up. I don't know what to say. Like I'm trying to do everything right to be a gentleman. I brought flowers. I've been consistent talking with this girl for two weeks, trying to get to know what she likes, what she doesn't like. I made plans. I picked the restaurant, the day and the time. You know, I've done everything to be just the kind of guy that would value somebody's time. Like I just, I'm just looking for my person. I'm just looking for the one that, I guess, is out there for me. I mean, I want to be somebody's husband someday, father. I'm trying to do everything that's right, and I just get stood up. Like, my feelings didn't even matter. Sitting there eating a meal by myself, and realizing that nobody even cares about people anymore. Like, alien dating shouldn't even be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard to find somebody. It shouldn't be this difficult to fall in love, to be to kind one another. Like, what, ladies, tell me, what did I do wrong? All right, all right. So, so let me let me kind of dig into some of this. Um, you know, and I, and I see someone made a comment, and and they they seem to feel that. Uh, that that women have changed. Uh, I think Country Boy said that's why brothers are getting passports and traveling abroad. I prophesize it'll get worse as time goes on. Men will outsource women in other countries. That's an interesting point. I'm gonna start with Country Boy's comment um, because you 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 and I have talked, seen this and talked about this. Where you have people, you know, the groups like the Passport Brothers and stuff like that that basically say, you know, a lot of American women can't appreciate good men and they're gonna go overseas to find a man. 
Well, one thing I'll tell you guys is that um, I've actually heard a lot of black women saying the same thing. I've heard black women say dating and give me a yes in the chat. If you're single and dating and, and dating is just an absolute nightmare for you. Um, uh, the, the women that I was speaking to at the time, both of them in their thirties said that they feel that. And again, this is just specific to their experience, but there were two of them and I was listening to them talk and they feel that men, uh, particularly they were talking about black men and, and they said, you know, a lot of these guys get in their thirties and they have no interest in long-term commitments. They have no interest in family. Uh, they just want to date a while, date around. And then I heard a lesbian say this about dating women. She said, even the women I'm dating will be 40 years old looking to just hang out and mess around. And there's no sort of long-term objective. And what they were saying was that they were hoping to connect in, a, in some culture, maybe dating a white guy or some guy from another country that would have family and marriage in the blueprint, in the plan. And uh, and so I'd be curious to know what your thoughts on are on this, babe. You know, is there do you think that there's a chance that there's some sort of systematic element here that that maybe, uh, you know, he if he were the same guy in another country, his likelihood of going through that experience would be much lower. Or do you think that that people are just sort of scapegoating each other in this process? You know, the grass is not greener on the other side. You 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 think you think it's gonna be wonderful somewhere else, and that necessarily isn't the case. I like groups like the Passport Brothers and such because it's a nice, comfortable place for men um, in particular who um are having a difficult time dating and have mama issues and issues with women that haven't quite been resolved. I think it's a great place for them to go to and air their frustration. Now, for me, where I think it's, um, they have that. I like internet, I like online groups because it's great. It's a great support system. Where I think the Passport Brothers um, and other groups similar to that, where I think they, it's, it's kind of uh, concerning to me is the fact that it, it gets turned into like a, it gets turned into something really negative and you start grouping people all in one category. <laughs> That's not good um, to group everybody in a category and then walk away from those groups being um, soured and and look at women as there's something wrong with this group of women. I just got back from a healing retreat. I'm doing my healing retreat last weekend. I just got back from a healing retreat. I went to a healing retreat last weekend. I am doing a healing retreat this weekend coming up. And I will guarantee you that if you want anything in your life to change, you got to fix yourself first. And that's one thing that I walked away from because um, one thing I did after three days of meditating <laughs> was, you know, what you believe in your heart to be true, that's what you'll find in your external life. So whenever it happens that you come across an unfortunate situation, you know, you're not necessarily a victim in that. It's a teachable moment for you. You have to be able to first look at yourself and say, what did I do to attract this to me? Okay. And not externalize all of your issues. Okay. So for this particular guy, you know, he needs to kind of like check himself and look at himself about, how is it that he was taken advantage of? Because it doesn't happen to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't happen to everybody. There are people like me and you. We found each other and tens of thousands of black couples 
A lot of them are in my office working on their relationship and doing the work. They mm. doing the work. They not pointing the finger at each other. They're coming in my office and they're saying, what can I do to better myself for my partner? And they're mm -hmm. doing the work because wow. therapy don't work. I can't fix your marriage. I'm trying to fix my own marriage. I can't fix your marriage, but I can give you the tools of which you can use to fix your marriage. OK, and we got the tools and we got to fix our marriage and everybody has to fix their relationships because nothing is perfect. Right. So that's one thing I would say. I got other thoughts, but that's my initial thoughts there. Well, I, I think that's a great thought that you made a great, a great point. Um, you know, and I was really curious to hear your perspective because I knew that it would be different from mine. And uh, obviously, as, as, a, as a guy, my one of my first initial reactions was kind of like my friend Willie, Willie D. You know, we, we found this on Willie's channel. And uh, I think Willie said something like "suck it up, Buttercup," and uh, and I and I did agree with that. I was kind of like, "Okay, come on, man, man up, man up." But uh, but you know, the guy, um, he's younger. Number one, he's he's younger than us, and then number two, he uh, you know, again, he he didn't come off as a guy that had a lot of confidence, right? And um, and I saw something Doctor Vibe said in the chat, which I agree with one hundred percent. I didn't get a chance to get to it. About I was I was waiting. I was gonna. I wanted to hear your perspective. And he said something like, "Find yourself and then find your person." And um, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna dig deeper into Doctor Vibe's comment. And by the way, if you see Doctor Vibe in the chat, say something, Doctor Vibe. If you're here, I, I, everybody should follow Doctor Vibe. I like I like this brother a lot. Um, and uh, and 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 when I think about finding yourself uh, before you find your person, I think about. Uh, I'm biased by my own journey. My own journey was that's what that's exactly what led to me being comfortable and confident with who I am, uh, because self-awareness is one of the pathways to self-love. And uh, and when you're able to love yourself, then you believe in yourself. You it, 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 it you know, the self self-awareness and self-love are the cousins of confidence. When you are self-aware and self and, 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 and you have self-love. Then you become very self-confident. And what does confidence do? Well, confidence, uh, give me a yes in the chat if you understand. Confidence makes you more attractive. Confidence. And, and, and there's a lot of people who say things online. And I did research on this before this conversation. There's a lot of con a lot of statements about women not liking nice guys. How many of y'all have heard that? Give me a yes in the chat if you've heard that or if you believe that or if you if you've heard people say that, that nice guys, you know, women don't like nice guys. They like guys that are mean and they like guys that'll beat them up and slap them and kick them in the face and all this other stuff. And let me just tell you what the research says. I, I looked up some research online and, uh, uh, and babe, you can jump in and add anything you'd like to add. The research says that it's not your kindness that makes you unattractive. It is the fact that kindness can typically be correlated with a lack of confidence. So a man that is nice, kindness is actually considered a positive in relationships, especially long term relationships. People want to be around nicer people, people that you know are not going to be mean and abusive, people that are going to do kind things for themselves and for others. Altruism. Uh, that's another term they'll use that all those things are seen as as attractive where kindness harms you. And I need I want guys to really hear this, too is that when you're too nice and you don't have boundaries and you don't know how to stand up for yourself and you're and you're nice because you're afraid of being who you are that's when you start to look like somebody who cannot provide and protect for a woman which naturally is going to repel a lot of women because i believe you know i'm just old fashioned with it i believe women are attracted to security and nobody wants to feel like the wimpy guy is supposed to be their protector. You're not, you, you know, if, if you need a pit bull, you're not going to go buy a poodle. 
And so, uh, so, but maybe the pit bull and the poodle are both wrong. Maybe you need something in the middle, like a really loyal German shepherd, right? Who will only bite if necessary, but they can throw down if the situation calls for it. So effectively, what I would say to you guys is look for that balance, you know, find that confidence. Um, but don't let that turn you into an, into a jerk. Uh, and, and also be a nice guy, but don't let everybody have access to your kindness. You know, and and, uh, and I, I'll say this, babe, I, you know, just full transparency. Like that's, I think that's what I deal with on, online a lot. I, I'm a very nice person. I want to help everybody. I want to support everybody. But, um, you know, I had a tough father and, and and one great thing I learned from him was how to draw boundaries and not let people punk you, not let anybody bully you. And uh, and that's why if y'all ever wonder why there are people that get mad at me that go on the, on the Internet, make nasty videos. I Bush Watkins is a jerk. blah blah. It's because, yeah, I might have been a jerk to you because you were a bad person and I don't let bad people stay around me for very long. I will evict you and get and move you out and, and move on and have no regrets about it. And I really think that in general, I believe that that's the right kind of balance because I don't want anybody running around here thinking that being a nice person is bad. Nice guys do win. Be a good person. Help other people. Support other people. You know, I, I think the right woman will appreciate that. And the women who don't, to hell with them. Move on. Go ahead, babe. Your turn. How does he know he was stood up? Um, you know, if I was, if I had a date with somebody and they didn't show up, I would be, first of all, very concerned. Like if I waited a half hour for somebody and they didn't show up and I called them and they didn't answer, I would first be very concerned about maybe their safety and maybe something happened to them or, um, maybe they were in an accident or something happened. I wouldn't necessarily jump to the conclusion that I was stood up. Because if he had a conversation with a female every day for two weeks, there could be a plausible reason why this man did not have his date show up. She could be hurt somewhere. So I think like before he, and it tells you about what he, how he feels about himself. He automatically assumed because this lady didn't show up for 30 minutes. Now I've been 30 minutes late to something a lot <laughs> but he automatically assumed that it's a catastrophe he made a catastrophe out of 30 minutes he's been talking to this woman for two weeks straight i'd like to find this guy and say did you ever find her was it ever confirmed that this lady did not show up because who would waste two weeks talking to some guy on the phone and then not actually go out on a date with him like who's got that kind of time in their life i don't have that kind of time to be tricking people you know, it is that it's that great to do. I mean, unless you're some sort of a sadist or something, you just like to inflict pain on another person. But I don't know. Did he call her? Um, was it the first date? I mean, on a first date, do you buy someone flowers on the first date? I don't think you should. I think on the first date, maybe you should meet up for coffee and, you know, like kind of get to know them first before you go out and buy a big meal well, and flowers and all of well, this he, stuff. Well, he, he, he said he'd been talking to her for a few weeks. I think, didn't he say two six weeks. weeks? He said two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Okay. That, I mean, and he said he set up the date. I, I listened very, I'm glad you played it the second time because I listened very closely. Mm. Okay. And he said, I set up the date. I arranged the thing. You know, he did a lot of the work. And, um, I don't know if that's like a good first date. Maybe you should go meet at a coffee shop and have some coffee and talk to each other and then decide if you really want, you know, if you if they're really worth 
you know, a big old dozen. He had a dozen roses. Like, come on. Two weeks and you get a dozen roses? Like, he's like, he's laying it on a little thick, boys. (laughs) That's heavy. By the way, everybody, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. And um, and, and, uh, if you could, please take a moment, hit the thumbs up button, uh, thumbs up, share, subscribe, and and hit the notification bell also so you'll be notified whenever we do a Pillow Talk, whatever platform you happen to be listening on. And also, uh, just to let you guys know, I do have a new book out. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. And uh, it's an Amazon bestseller. So you can either get a copy on Amazon or you can go to my website, Boyce. Watkins.com. And also Dr. Alicia's website is coachingwithdralicia.com. And uh, she sees clients on an individual and collective basis. So if you'd like to learn more about what she does, you can go to coachingwithdralicia.com or follow her at coachingwithdralicia. And, uh, and lastly, this podcast is on Spotify. So if you have Spotify and you want to just listen in on the Pillow Talks, you like intelligent black conversations, then uh, this is this is what this is where we're, this is where it's at. And uh, also, we believe in things like black love, black family, black unity and and uh, black men and women coming together and listening to each other. That's what we believe in. So if you're in that category and you want to see our families get stronger and our people, uh, you know, be considerate of each other. This is this is what we aim for. All right. So so let me um, share something. I'm going to share something, babe, that uh, I think will help us all kind of process this in a way where we all become better, right? Um, we have this whole situation with this guy. I hope it works out for him. I have no, you know, I, I, I again, I, I do think that you're right. Everything you said is right. You know, what, what, what you said about him, um, him assuming that he got stood up instead of assuming that, oh, well, no, no, there's no way you stood me up. You, something must've happened. You must've been in a car accident. I'm checking on you, make sure you're okay. That's interesting. That makes me think about what you taught me about attachments. You talked about secure attachments. Do you think that his attachment style would, would play a part in how he interprets her not showing up? Like if, if he, and tell me if I'm wrong, if he has secure attachment, would that mean he would say, you know what? I, I probably didn't get rejected. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, check and make sure she's okay. Yeah. I mean, instead of drawing the conclusion that he was stood up, he, he, a, a secure, a securely attached person, um, would be like super concerned, like, oh my goodness, did they, you know, did something happen? And then he immediately went to his insecurities. So I, I, wow. it, it made me feel like he, rejection is something he's used to mm. and accustomed to because he's like, I'm trying to find, trying to be a husband. And like, I can't go. It's like, here's one more thing, you know, and his expectations are high. Yeah. I mean, one more thing, you know, and um, I don't know. I think, you know, maybe he'll see this video. Maybe he'll follow up. I'm really curious about it. Was it really, did he really get stood up like that? Or is it just his imagination? He's drawing this negative conclusion. And so, yeah, it makes me think that maybe there is some insecure attachment in his past. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, to help everybody that's here, uh, to help us all grow, I did some research on ways to overcome rejection. Uh, you know, most of you have been rejected. Give me a yes if you've been rejected. And, and Ouch. Let's, let's be honest and admit that it hurts. It's not fun to be rejected. We all deal with it. So uh, if you want, but I can tell you this, I'll tell everybody this little, little bit of game here. If you can find some way to process rejection in a healthy way, it will elevate your ability to succeed tenfold uh, because a lot of opportunities get missed. I missed a lot of opportunities just because I didn't like the rejection, right? Personal, professional, otherwise 
the people that I've noticed that tend to have the most success in every area, whether it's a dating, wealth and everything, are the people that know how to not internalize rejection. And they don't see rejection as some sort of confirmation that something's wrong with you. They just see rejection as, OK, that's one more step I got to go through to get to my final destination, which is going to be the first acceptance. Right. And so that, that's how, um, you know, that's how some that's how sometimes the ugly guy has all the girlfriends because he just keeps asking them out until somebody says yes. Right. And so uh, so here are some tips uh, on how to overcome. Can I, say rejection. Something about, can I say something about that before you go into the tips? OK. Ahead, yeah. I want to say um, everything's everything's working out in your favor. Never believe that rejection is really rejection. It's there's something better. There's something different. And every time you're rejected, you should, you know, someone if someone is bold enough <laughs> to, to, to not see your value and not see your worth by not showing up, because if someone sees your work, they're going to show up to that restaurant and make sure that they're there, not even on time, but early. That's somebody who can see your worth. And if you're with somebody who doesn't see how worthy you are, then it's like, thank you for that experience. I now know that there's something else out there for me and something else out there better. Thank you for not wasting my time leading me on. Mm. I appreciate that. Thank you for showing me that this ain't it because I'd be wasting my time with somebody when there's someone better out there for me. And you have to know and believe that everything is working out for your favor. All of the no's is really uh, go in a different direction. All of the rejections are not really rejection. It's really just, that's not the direction for you. And you gotta say, got it. So, you know, if that lady really did stand him up and not come to that date, she should, he should thank her. He should say, you know what? I really appreciate the fact that I didn't waste my money or waste a couple of dates and she wasn't serious about me. Say thank you very much. I'm. I know. I'm. I know my worth. And if you don't know your worth, then if you don't know my worth, then it's your loss. There's somebody else for me. Your loss. Goodbye. Good riddance. And move on to somebody else who you can spend your time with, who can value and cherish you. Because all of us deserve to be loved and cherished and valued. And if you're with somebody who doesn't see your value, keep going because there's somebody else who will. That is true. And I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I think that it's, um, you know, there, there's a, I heard somebody say one time that a bottle of water, it can cost like a dollar at a gas station. Um, the same bottle of water might cost $2 at the drugstore. Uh, it might cost, you know, $4 at a football stadium or $6 on an airplane, even though in all four of those situations, it's the same bottle of water. The water itself did not change. What changed is the location where the water is being sold. And, uh, and in every location, the value of the water was determined differently based on supply, demand, things like that. So effectively, sometimes you think that a, a one situation shows that maybe you don't have the value that you deserve, but really it's just product placement. You've placed yourself in the wrong situation with the wrong person, with the wrong people in the wrong circle, and the in worst, the wrong space. And the worst thing you can do is call that lady and beg her to tell you, beg her to take you back and beg her to figure it out because you're so into being rejected. That's the worst thing you could do. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I wonder how she. I wonder how she feels after seeing that video. Miss me, miss me. Why don't you? Because yeah. I'm gonna be moving on. You're gonna be looking back one day, going, "God, I really missed out on an opportunity." Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> think that uh, that video is gonna make her more attracted to him. Like, I don't think that's gonna make her say, "Oh yeah, let me go and scoop him up from his job and carry him away." Like, like uh, they did at the end of Top Gun with Tom Cruise. Remember. chicken and waffles by the way so when i was mm. in los angeles it was delicious but it was like we were at the wrong chicken and waffles like it could have been you got your your crop you know your signals crossed and ended up at the wrong restaurant she could see that video and go oh my god i was really looking forward to dating you you never know it's yeah. you know you know you just never know <laughs> Yeah, well, well, let me let me read the last little part um, uh, about overcoming rejection. I'm going to share this okay. with you guys to give you something you could take away uh, with today. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. You're watching uh, Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This podcast is on Spotify, as I mentioned. Uh, Dr. Alicia's website is coachingwithdralicia.com. Feel free to take a look. And also, I want to remind everybody that the All Black National Convention is almost here. And that is the leading gathering on earth of intelligent black people from around the world that are solving problems for the black community. And uh, and we have so many experts this year. This is a special year because we're going to be in Atlanta at the Marriott Marquis on October 20th. And uh, we're releasing our movie, Be One the Movie. That's the first thing. And then second of all, uh, we are partnering with the Black Doctoral Network, which is the largest organization of black PhDs in the country. So this is going to be the first time that you've had this many intelligent black people together, independently funded, with the goal of solving problems for the black community. So if you'd like to join us at the convention, uh, just take a visit. Um, go to allblacknationalconvention.com if you have a black-owned business. Uh, you know, 86% of black-owned businesses fail, but you know what? If you go to All Black National Convention and you have a good product, people will support you. They're going to do everything they can to help that they can to help you succeed. And so uh, get around your people. That's how you uh, get your podcast to the next level. It's how you get your, your product sold. Dr. Dr. Q, a dentist out of St. Louis, is able to uh, push, you know, get his toothpaste brand out there. So uh, feel free to go to All Black nationalconvention.com if you'd like to either be a sponsor vendor or uh or just come in and as, as part of the audience it's going to be a lot of fun all right so uh let me read ways to overcome rejection y'all ready all right here we go uh the best way to overcome rejection is uh one acceptance it's normal to feel upset or even devastated after rejection give yourself permission to feel those feelings and don't rush to get over them too too quickly acceptance is the first step toward healing uh, and is, is that, do you like that, babe? I know you're doing a healing retreat, a digital yeah, healing retreat. I love accepting. So many people want to push it down. Mm. They don't even want to face, they don't even want to face the pain. And you really do need to, you need to face it and accept it and be like, I was rejected, but that doesn't mean that I'm nothing. <laughs> you know, get into, dig into your feelings. I like that. Accept it. Don't ignore it and, and store it away. Yeah. I love that. Okay. All right. Um, Self-care. Take care of your physical health by eating a healthy diet, getting regular exercise and ensuring you have enough sleep. These can all help to improve your mood and resilience. I like that, too. What do you think? 
Yeah, it's very empowering to do something for yourself, you know, and it makes you, it instantly makes you feel good. And it doesn't even have to cost you anything. Like my self-care is I tell I'm, I take a nice hot bath, you know, I, I sit out in the sun. I, you know, play games on my phone, you know, whatever it is to get my mind off of things to settle down. It makes me feel good. So as long as it's pro-social behavior, not anything that's like, you know, detrimental to your health or anything like that. I think it's I think it's wonderful. Self-care is, is a great remedy to rejection. Yeah. OK. Um, Self-compassion. Don't be too hard on yourself. Everyone experiences rejection at some point. Treat yourself with kindness and understanding. You like that? Yeah, I think I think you could laugh at yourself. Be like, oh, oh, I got rejected. You know, like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, so it's kind of good. The self-compassion and, you know, to laugh at yourself is kind of it's a good way to get over it. Um, yeah, I like that. <laughs> OK, Re reframe the experience instead of seeing rejection as personal failure. Try to see it as a learning opportunity. Ask yourself what you can learn from the experience and how you can grow from it. Yeah, process. I, I like, I like, I like reframing. Reframing is wonderful. I think um, processing what happened to you with your friends. That's why a support system is so important. Um, you know, uh, I think I think it's wonderful and sharing your story because there's so much shame and rejection. Like. A lot of us, when we get rejected, you know, we don't want to tell nobody. But if you have a good support system and people who know you and love you and see your value, you know, they they could give you that good pep talk that you need <laughs> when something unfortunate happens to you. Yeah. OK. All right. Next uh, way to overcome rejection, mindfulness and meditation. These can help you manage your emotions reduce stress, and improve your overall mental well-being. They can help you stay present and not dwell on past rejections. I yeah. like that too. What do you think? I like it because it it helps you from internalizing the experience. Because when you feel, when you get rejected, instead of saying, well, this just didn't line up right, a lot of people walk away and say, what's wrong with me? Mm. There's something wrong with me. And I, it seemed like that's how that gentleman was feeling. Like, you know, what's going on? I want to be this husband. What's the matter with me? And so, so many times you internalize that. And I do think mindful meditation, mindful meditation just works for everything. I've been meditating for three days. So I feel right. very, I'm floating well, I, right now. I, I, I think, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think anybody who hasn't learned to meditate and like isolate and kind of, um, I, I mean, I, I kind of sometimes I, I stay in sometimes I'll end up staying in a constant state of meditation, you know, in terms of focusing on what I'm trying to do, what I got to do next. And I have to I, and I, and in my world, I have to focus because there's so many things happening at one time, so many things I could be thinking about. And sometimes I'll let myself process things like this whole this past weekend. I was in all these back and forth with people about, you know, about uh, sort of helping them understand the Tulsa Fund in, in terms of you know, all that controversy. And I didn't mind embracing it. I was like, let's talk about it. Let's really talk about it. But then once I also became mindful, I kind of just moved on. Like, it's like, okay, now let's, we've, we've had that conversation. We've done that. I was in there with y'all. Um, I've, I've laid it all out there. Now I'm going to move on. And, um, and it's kind of like, like that's sort of how my mind works. It's like, whatever I'm doing, I dig into it. And then when it's time to let it go, it's time to let it go. Right. So I think that uh, those of you that are doing whatever you're trying to do, I recommend, I really like I, all these things that are laid out here. And by the way, Dr. Alicia is doing a wellness retreat. Uh, if you are working to overcome any kind of trauma, pain or discomfort or dysregulation that you might have, 
Uh, feel free to go to DrAliciaWellness.com. She cut the price by 60% for everybody that's on this podcast. And uh, you can feel free to join. It's going to be all virtual. You can do it from the comfort of your own house. And uh, you can uh, just go to DrAliciaWellness.com to learn more about it. Um, so I'm gonna read the last three and then I'd like to get your just breakdown okay. of the last three. Um, number one, seek support. Don't hesitate to reach out to supportive friends or family on a mental health or mental health professional. Uh, seven, focus on your strengths. Remember your accomplishments. Remember your accomplishments and the things that you do well. This can help you restore your self-esteem after rejection. Oh man, that's that's powerful. That is so powerful. You, you know, years ago, long before. I started dating you. I, I had a, a scenario where I got rejected pretty bad and it really hurt. And uh, and I was down for a little bit. And uh, during that time, I felt the need to go ahead and heal, lick my wounds by just thinking about what happened and thinking about, uh, you know, what I learned from that experience. And then I went and I remember I did something. I did something. I think I had some event and I got I went to go speak at this event and I was there. And there are all these people that wanted my autograph and everything else. And it, it, it helped. It helped a little bit in terms of saying, oh, that's right. This is what I do. This is who I am. These are the things I've accomplished. And that, you know, and so everybody kind of has their little thing. Whatever your thing is, find your thing. Write down all the good things that you do, all the good things about you, all the good things you're going to accomplish, who you are, who you're going to be. And, th and then go back to that in the event that you're feeling a little bit down and feeling a little bit less than yourself. Okay. Uh, the last one, set new goals. If one door closes, look for new opportunities, setting and working towards new goals can provide a sense of purpose and direction. I love that too. Uh, any thoughts on the last three that I read, Dr. Alicia? No, I like it. I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, you know, just me and you, we kind of intuitively kind of picked up on that list as we were talking, you know, I think it's just, um, you know, it's, it's not to think, not to walk away just feeling so defeated, you know, um, lick your wounds and then just say, there we go. There's a, a chapter in my life. I'm going to close and then, you know, move on to another chapter. And it happens to all of us. Like no one can be immune to some level of rejection. A no, a no <laughs> means no. <laughs> all right. All right. And uh, let's see. Goodness asks, why do women like thugs? Most good women don't like thugs. So if you're dating girls that like thugs, find different women to date. Uh, did you did you date thugs back in the day, babe? Were you attracted to thugs when you were young? I don't know. I'm raised in Gary, so I'm certain maybe I dated a few thugs. But you know what? I don't, you know, what is a thug? You know what I mean? Like, you know, what is it? What comes to your mind when you think of a thug? Like, I, I think we need to walk, we need to step away from labeling people because we all come from different backgrounds. And a lot of times people can be beautiful souls, beautiful souls, but they could be walking around dressed like somebody you might want to call a thug, but they're absolutely wonderful, kind-hearted individuals. So I don't know, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover and you definitely shouldn't label somebody, um, you know, just based on where they come from. I mean, I've been around I've been all around with a different, not all around like that, but I've interacted. I've interacted <laughs> with a whole lot of different. Don't, don't say that because you I know don't the internet will run off with that one. Yeah, but I've interacted. I've been But I've been a lot of places and I've seen a lot of things and I've met a lot of faces and, you know, I've been, I've talked to a lot of people and they're decent people, cuts through social economic status and background and, and all like that. And so I think that, um, you know, thugs, 
Like, I don't know what that means. That could be, well, you I, know, I, I, thugs I, mean I, love too. <laughs> I, I think that there's a meaning behind the word thug. I think that, you know, it's been pretty popularized through, through hip hop music. Uh, Tupac was the first guy to say, I'm a thug, I'm a thug, I'm a thug. Right. And so I think that there it has been a definition of a thug that has been popularized through media. And I think that there's something to be said about um, how media captured young women's imaginations and made them attracted to men that um, are on their way to prison or the morgue. You know, um, because a lot of the rappers, a lot of people look up to the rappers. So a lot of women will want to date men who are similar to these guys. And I and I'm just gonna speak up on behalf of the guys who don't want to live like that. You know, um, sometimes you feel a little bit frustrated when you're younger in your 20s, uh, and and you don't have the, that flashiness and you don't have that edginess that the thug, the th so-called thugs might have, and you get rejected because of that. So so I'm gonna say I I think that they're could be i think that people kind of know what um i think people know what a thug looks like you know but then again you're right though i do i have seen let me tell you something i have seen what would maybe called a thug or whatever i've seen them in very healthy relationships with women that they absolutely with a woman a woman that they absolutely love that's and true that that's true. That, they could be that, yeah they could be considered that way it's not like you know, I know people who wear suits. I, to me, when I hear see thug, I see the way they present themselves. I see men in suits who treat women awful. Right, true. And we wouldn't call them thugs. Tupac now, now, was engaged. He was engaged. To, he was engaged, but Tupac also has sex with hundreds of women every year, right? So I think but, that you know, the question is, so do you know, men in suits. <laughs> yeah, right. They do. They do, but not quite at the same. Like, there's a culture that gets promoted in hip hop. I, I don't think it's just. You know, um, sure, guys in suits can do everything thugs can do. But if you look in terms of who has Sometimes the longest, worse. who has the longest life expectancy, you know, a dude running around with a gun in the street or a guy who's getting a regular job as an accountant, it's going to be the guy in the street. You know, and I and, and I and I only speak on that just because I know young ladies who ended up in relationship with, with men who I'm not going to call them thugs, but they were definitely in the streets. And a lot of those young women were uh, widows. At an early age, you know, uh, even Lauren London and, uh, uh, you know, she was dating Nipsey Hussle, you know, and unfortunately. He wasn't a thug, was he? I wouldn't call him a thug. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say Nipsey Hussle, though, had a street connection, a strong street experience. Um, I think he was a brilliant guy. Uh, I, In fact, you know, he he was the person that um, uh, I saw him invest in the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. That's what led me to invest because I just wanted to see the Black House get built. And we accomplished that goal. And, um, you know, but I think that that it was the streets that, that killed him. You know, it was a, a rival gang member that was jealous of him that ended up killing him. And now Lauren London is raising her kids by herself. And it, and, I, and it's not to speak on Lauren and Nipsey. It's really to say that there's millions of examples of that. And if you look at the history, I, re, I still remember when Lauren London uh, caused some controversy. I don't know if y'all remember this, but she I remember her saying that she likes men that are kind of living on that edge she said she watched menace to society and saw lorenz tate's character old dog anybody remember old dog old dog was the crazy one he was the one that would shoot anybody just because you looked at him funny well um you know a lot of people said girl dating in that situation is could cause you some long-term problems now i'm not comparing nipsey to that but i am saying that you know we we have to really think carefully about the kinds of situations that we want to put ourselves in. And it's totally okay to choose whatever situation works for you. 
But I think it's always important to never believe that all situations are the same. And, and here's the kind of an image of old dog. If y'all remember him, uh, Lorenz Tate's character from Minutes to Society, he was brilliant, uh, but he was crazy. His character was like out of control. He was shooting up people nonstop left and right. And uh, and it kind of, you know, it kind of made the movie interesting, but it was like, whoa, this dude is off. So I, I, I kind of think, you know, I'm really hoping that as black people, we can kind of sort of take a moment and reflect on how, uh, if you want to call it thug culture, that so-called thug culture has been so promoted to young people that the women want to be next to it. And a lot of women want to be next to it. And a lot of men want to emulate that. And it just doesn't lead to good outcomes. You know, and I, and I want to see you live. I want to see you free. I don't want to see you dead or in prison. So I think it's very important as black men to just speak on that. So um, I'll let you get the last word and then we can bounce on that, babe. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, when I think about thugs and now we're on this thug con- conversation, it's a lot of it is neighborhood, like what kind of neighborhood you live in. Mm-hmm. And True. a lot of that is economic. You know, what kind of money you're going to live in a neighborhood that you can afford to live in. And, you know, sometimes that's just your environment and, and where you where you grew up. It doesn't make you less than, you know, someone else. Um, but, you know, it all it's it is cultural. So. So, yeah, that's my thoughts about that. All right. Absolutely. OK, perfect. All right, everybody. Um, uh, thank you for joining us on the episode of Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. Uh, it, uh, just a reminder, if you want to join Dr. Alicia at her retreat, yes. her wellness retreat, it's digital. Uh, so you can do it online and uh, you can go to DrAliciaWellness.com. Uh, anybody on this podcast can actually get 60 percent discount by going to DrAliciaWellness.com. So feel free uh, to do that. Also, I have something to celebrate. Uh, we just hit a million downloads on Spotify. What? What? Whoa, y'all, y'all really? Yeah, we just we literally today we just hit a million downloads on Spotify. And so if you want to follow us on Spotify, just look up my name, Boyce Watkins, and we are on Spotify. You know, we we did uh we we had some issues with our Instagram, one of the Instagram pages. I, I lost my Instagram page, but I have another as, as a backup. And uh also uh, we have many, many platforms anyway, and Spotify was one of them. So we just hit a million downloads on Spotify. So if you want to listen to good wow. black content about intelligent issues where our goal is to unify, not to divide, our goal is to grow, not to stay the same, uh, then just look for my name on Spotify and uh, and you can find us there. So uh, so God bless you, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we appreciate you 100 percent. And uh, we'll check back in again with you real soon. And uh, we'll see you later. Take care now. Peace. Bye.